Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show, Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a big fan of the internet cooking show, Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yes, we are. Sorry about that. Episode 223, baby! 223. James, what happened? Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, something in my throat made me cough. Uh, I'm definitely not a smoker or anything like that, so maybe I'm dying. Maybe love- it's something serious. This is the second week in a row where someone's brought up, I'm definitely not a smoker, in a way like we're lying. (laughs) (laughs) We we love two things on this podcast, uh, food and lying about our smoking abilities. Right. Uh, And number three, Marble Reds. (laughs) Yeah, just love them. Mm -mm. No, I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm scared. How are you, James? I'm pretty good, dude. Um, It's light out. We're, we are podcasting in the light. Which it is has, such. It feels so much better to be looking at my window and have light out right now. It's crazy how much better it is when it's light out until like seven p.m. Right. And it's like it's wild how much better everything in the world is. As we've Permanent said, daylight savings before, time, baby. Let's go. As we've said many times before, this is a podcast that deeply feels seasonal depression. And if you have real depression and you don't feel any different than you did two weeks ago, like we do, we have nothing for you. <laughs> nothing. I, I'm sorry, but this is awesome. But we're past it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we left you in the dust. I don't care about you anymore. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Uh, I feel great as well. It is nice to have light out. Um. Yeah, things are good. You went snowboarding. Did you eat any? Well, we'll we'll, we'll wait. We'll do this once our guest is here. Do you want to introduce our guest? Um, I sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. A filthy, filthy thing to podcast in the light. This should be this should be kept in the shadows where it belongs. Podcasting <laughs> the dark arts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly correct. Hi, boys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. All right, now, as you were saying, uh, please ask your question now that I am officially brought in. Yeah, you're here. James is here. Uh, James, tell us all about your uh, snowboarding. Ooh, I keep saying I snowboarding. I did not go snowboarding. I'm not a filthy snowboarder, okay? Stop <laughs> stop throwing that slander around. What's the around. stereotype of uh, how skiers feel about snowboarders? Uh, we hate them. We hate them so much. Yeah, They're it's, the worst. It's, I'd say They're... the stereotype is that one wants to genocide the other. <laughs> Yeah, have you heard of the Israelis and the Palestinians? It's <laughs> similar in vibe. Yeah. You know uh, that person who's doing 90% the same thing as me and has the same interest? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you got it. It's a, it's a Shiite-Sunni conundrum. Yeah, very, very, yeah, Sunni-Shiite definitely is, sorry, is a sorry. closer I, I would, closer I would call it Skiite and Snowy. <laughs> it would be what, what, what I would call it. Catholic-Protestant? You can go all kinds of. Um, the point is, I want to blow them up. Yeah, that's yeah, right. what I want to do to all the snowboarders. That's, that's what you wear all the layers when you're skiing for is to hide all the bombs that are strapped to you. I, I will say, skiing is one of the few things where uh, a form of segregation still exists because there are resorts where snowboarders are not, not allowed. allowed. Right. Just yeah. straight up in. And I've been to those resorts, and they're phenomenal. They're really great places. <laughs> they're, they're very nice. Explain, well, <laughs> there, there are no snowboard-only mountains, though, because I feel like it goes no, one way. No, because they're dirty, they're dirty poor hippies. That's, J- James, that's, <laughs> it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but your middle name is Crow, correct? Is that what I'm gathering? <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I have, I genuinely, I generally have no problem with snowboarders, but the, the stereotype is that snowboarders, uh, scrape all the good snow off. They hang out in the middle. They sit down and don't move in the middle of the, um, like in the middle of the runs. It used to be that snowboarders were like stoners and skiers were like more serious, like athletes and stuff. But snowboard culture fully came into skiing culture. Now there's uh, just like stoners everywhere, and it's it's for the better. <laughs> now people are now people are ripping joints on skis. It's yeah, gross. Every, yeah, everyone's everyone's just baked out of their minds. Um, you know, what you're saying is you don't like uh, you don't love miscegenation in the snow sports. Is that what you're saying, James? Yeah, mix them all together. You know, let's get a nice. Except those goddamn snowbladers. Keep those fuckers <laughs> off the goddamn that? mountain. They're people with these tiny little skis that you have absolutely no control over. Ugh. Downhill sports feel like the worst time to get stoned. <laughs> to get oh, what? Yeah. Stoned. To get stoned. Oh, you would think that, but people people be stoned. People love <laughs> people swear by it. it. I yeah. feel like the their rate of running into trees must be higher. No, um, am I old fashioned? I think. More people get drunk while skiing and this, run into trees than people sure. get stoned and run into trees. We are we are what five minutes into this and we've already talked about race mixing and uh, and reefer madness on this podcast. This is we are officially a throwback pod to a worse yeah. time. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would bet I I, I would agree. I, I can't imagine the the horror of being high while while skiing, but I would imagine that it does make you. Yeah, I would bet it slows people down if they're high. It probably brings people down to a level right. and keeps them more in control because they're like, oh. oh. <laughs> Whereas being drunk, it's like, Wee, I'm out of control. Yeah, like, that's not so good. Stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm going snowboarding next week, and I'm stoked about it. Uh, well, I didn't know I was talking to a real piece of shit. <laughs> yes, you, yeah, first of all, yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> and as I the, was, <laughs> as I know you told it to me a week and a half ago. I was playing it up for for the pod, Johnny. You uh, snowboarding piece as of garbage. The perfect, as the perfect midpoint between the two of you, what I like to do is uh, wear one ski and then half of a snowboard. Best of both <laughs> <Very> worlds. <good>. <laughs> You've really solved it. <laughs> Joey mono skis. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, I went to Jackson Hole. I was very lucky. It was awesome. Highly recommend getting out there if uh, you're a millionaire because it's the most expensive place I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> Which Jackson's uh, Hole is it? Tito, Michael, <laughs> Janet. They did that area used to be called Jackson's Hole, and then they changed it to Jackson Hole. That's right. a fun little bit of history. Because well, because they couldn't specify which Jackson had originally yeah, created yeah, the they hole. Couldn't narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it was probably Andrew Jackson. Did you yeah. eat anything good there? Oh, buddy, I ate so much food; it was crazy. Um, let me see. I have I have pictures of food. I had a lot of pizza. Weirdly, a lot of. Um, uh, like artisanal pizza. We went to Italian places two nights um, and had them. Um, there was a there was a pizza with caramelized apple, fig. Um, Ooh, oh, what else was on there? Nice. Um, and it had yeah, and it had um, this like hot Aleppo pepper yeah. uh, sprinkled on top. Maybe like oh, Aleppo like pepper. Was there a goat, a goat cheese or something? Some kind it of was, alternative? There cheese? was. It was yes. Yeah. It was a. It was like a a, a goat cheese based white sauce. Yeah. Truly unreal. Um, I had a number of really good salads. Um, we oh, had. So you're better than us. Yes, yeah. oh, that's I, very I, cool. I certainly am better than you. Um, 
I had a pear salad. That was wonderful. Um, James, are you, are you had, sure you didn't just eat a pile of pears? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, was just a, it was just a bucket of rotting pears. And I was like, ooh, salad. salad. Um, we, we, had a, uh, we had a private chef come to our house. Yeah, you Listen did. to this. Yeah, we did. Listen to this menu, all right? Um, it started with a winter salad of vertical harvest baby lettuces, cara cara, and blood oranges. Winter winds chevre shaved fennel, champagne, sh- champagne cherville vinaigrette. Champagne cherville vinaigrette. That salad was was unbelievable. Then our uh, our main course was a Snake River Farms wagyu beef short ribs with moose drool ale demi glaze. Parsnip puree, roasted asparagus, butternut squash, and a ginger mint gremolata. I just want to. I just want to pause real quick on moose drool. It's a. It's a type of beer. Moose, moose drool. drool they call yeah, every that's single what, person who's ever named a beer has been out of their mind. Yes, yeah, correct. no, hundred percent. We we really topped out at Miller Lite. Everything else yeah, stinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Keystone Ice forever. Okay, um, and it was good. And then. It was unbelievable. Short rib is hard to fuck up, and then all the other stuff was amazing. But then uh, the dessert—I might have—I cha- might have to change my stance on fruit and dessert because we had a huckleberry trifle uh, with uh, white cake, cream and sugar, vanilla ice cream, wild huckleberry compote, and whipped cream, and it was unbelievable. It was so good. It was it, the fruit worked perfectly with the cake and the ice cream and everything. It was. I was stunned how good it was. We love that. I know I know we were doing a bit earlier, but it really does feel like you think you're better than us now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell the listener who paid for this. <laughs> Imagine it was you, John. Oh. <laughs> oh God, I wish. No, it was my brother. I didn't pay for any of this. Yeah, there of course. You go. Are you kidding me? God, I can't I can't recommend having a generous brother more. Guys, you need to have if you if you have a brother, they make them successful, yeah, and then you don't have to work as hard. James's brother, Stevie Nichols, uh, who <laughs> no, just it's, it's professionally known as Stevie Nicks, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's brothers and brothers in heavy quotes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. Can't recommend it enough. That's amazing. Yeah, you, you could try to. What did you? What did you pores do? <laughs> I would like to read, Joe, I want you to tell, but I would like to preface it with a text that you sent to us a few days ago. So on Saturday night, I get a picture of some meat cooking in a pan and it says veal medallions. And then <laughs> Which uh, is not what it was. 18 minutes later, I have a text from him that says venison medallions. <laughs> so I would Here's- love to know a, how that was and B what happened in those 18 minutes that caused you to realize what meat you were sending me a photo of. I, I knew it was something that started with a V, so I uh, I typed it up real quick and sent it. Yeah. Uh, you, get, you get half credit. And then I went back and I was like, hold a second. This doesn't <laughs> taste like a baby cow. This tastes <laughs> like a filthy, filthy deer. Uh, but it was absolutely delicious. It was some of the best. It's easily the best um, cook I've ever done on the cast iron in terms of uh, a, a perfect medium rare. Uh, we didn't sous vide it. We just... Threw it right on because it was too small, I think, for that. But, uh, yeah, it was tremendous. We had it um, uh, over rice with some mixed vegetables. Uh, did a little, like, um, soy miso glaze on it uh, on the marinade. Ooh. And then added that as a sauce after the fact. Uh, outstanding, through and through. A real delight. The uh, my the gift that my brother got me for my birthday is paying off dividends 
week over week, where it's just all these weird meats that we're eating through. He sent you a bunch of weird frozen meats. Yes. Bison, venison. Uh, there might Veal. be a, a, some, a, a cut of turducken in there. Who's to say? Wow. A, 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 the joke in there was that the, the thought of catching wild turducken, but we don't need to go into that now. That's neither here nor yon. That's my big highlight uh, of late. Johnny, what do you got? Um, we have yet to record since we were together last. I made the boys smash burgers. Uh, yeah. Oh, they were, dude, they were so good. It was crazy. I made a, a burger sauce that was very good. That was a combination of like... Top notch. Well, this was uh, just true signs that I am a hypocrite because it's a mayo base. Mayo, yeah, ketchup, fool. mustard, pickle Yeah, but relish, it was like an orange spices. color. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. Big right. jump from a, from a white sauce to an orange sauce. Yeah. Uh, I caramelized some onions. That was very good on the burger. And then I—it's the first time I'd ever made smash burgers. I would do a few things differently if I did them again. I would try to go thinner around the edges so it gets a little more craggly, and I would get a little more cheese. But otherwise, I was very pleased with how they turned out. As well, you should—they were—they were incredible. They were fantastic. They truly were. Thank you so much for that. The fries—the fries that we had with them. Oh yeah, fuck I out I of fried here. Fries, were fries great. and then I we put cheese and burger sauce and onions like they were an In-N-Out style animal style fry. They were very yeah. Good. But so much better than a fucking Correct. In-N-Out fry. Yeah, In-N-Out fries are garbage. That is true. Uh, and then the next night was my birthday, and my girlfriend and I went to a fancy, like, 10-course tasty menu thing where they treat you like you're the nicest people in the world. It's my favorite thing to do, is to have someone bring a dish to you and tell you how to eat it. I I know it's uh, stupid. It's very, it sounds like very skier behavior, if I gotta be honest. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound doesn't sound snowboardery it's, at all. It, it sounds super like uh, sub. You, you like to be dominated in the in in the dining room. <laughs> I am I'm a product of things I consume, and uh, the narrative and a bunch of articles that I've read all about like in media right now, like the bear and the menu, or movies and TV shows are trying to get away from fine dining and say that they're like dumb, and we should get back in touch with how people want to eat, which I generally do agree with. And then I yeah. go to a dinner like this, and I'm like, no, nah, this is still fun. I still really like this. Did you? <laughs> Uh, happen to see Triangle of Sadness, Johnny? No. It's they, there is another hint at that. It, it's it's a version of the menu that goes a little more off the rails, but like there is a fine dining experience within it that uh, let's just say doesn't go according to plan. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that it's pretentious and it's elitist and it's stupid, but along those lines, I also watched the Malaysian Airline documentary. What happened to that plane? Hey, where did that plane go? It Find pretty- the dang plane uh the documentary was so bad because it's it a obviously doesn't give any answers but it just is like conspiracy theorists the whole time and they're giving them right. a weird platform it would be funny if one of those like as a bit just showed one guy who just was kind of like puzzled and kind of talking through it for like 90 minutes where he's like um i mean maybe the wind Something with the wind, like he just doesn't have any answers. He's bad at conspiracy theories. Just show that idiot talking about it the whole time. Um, the highlights that I do want to give for my fancy dinner was uh, two things. One, the dessert was incredible. It was like a honeycomb with a yogurty ice cream thing on top of it. Ooh, uh, shit. It was really, really good. And then there was a scallop course. There was a ribeye course. Those were both great. My favorite, oh. because of how it was, was the very first thing they brought to us. Was Can you, a, wait, real quick, real quick, I apologize. You said yeah. there was a ribeye course? Yeah. How much of a ribeye did you get? Just like a little, like a, a thin piece, probably like four or five bites. Interesting. Nice. 
Yeah, I mean, all of it was like you know, lots of little dishes. So yeah, they yeah, took yeah, a ribeye yeah. and it was like a. It would be hilarious to do one of those and just get a big ass fucking like plate <laughs> of fries in the middle, in the middle of, it, of it. In the middle of it, just a, just a thirty six ounce tomahawk steak right, right in the middle of it. <laughs> a true fuck you piece of meat yeah, in yeah, the yeah. middle of like yeah a single scallop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Johnny, I interrupted. The, the have you ever been to Tokyo Record Bar? You know I haven't. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, a, a very skier-sounding place, Johnny. A, I don't. I think you're in the wrong sport, but the reason I asked is because it's a it's a, a favorite, a friend of the pod, Eric Schmidt, and he always invites. I mean, it's been a while, but they do like a little tasting menu, and then at the end they give you a big piece of pizza because they're like tasting menus are never enough food, and they end the meal with like a big slice of like destroyed style that. pizza. I it's love very that. best king shit. Um, I, real quick, it just it does feel like Eric. Uh, if we're if we're giving if we're giving people labels for what they might be on the mountain, I feel like Eric is snowboarding on the mountain. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> what do you think, listeners? What do you think of our friend that you don't know? <laughs> uh, the the course that I did want to talk about was the very first thing they brought us was a tempura fried piece of asparagus. They bring it, they set it down, they tell us all about it. They say you can eat it with your hand or you can fork and knife it. Both are great. Okay. So Emily and I both go with our hand and take a bite, and it is impossible to bite off. Like it is a stringy piece of asparagus. Oh Not no. in a bad way. Not in a bad yeah. way. Just that we're both huddled over this plate, bent over, trying to bite off the top of an asparagus and failing and just burning our mouths yeah. and refusing to spit it back out on the plate. So just no. having an asparagus stuck in our mouth, bent over at this nice restaurant. And then eventually we both gave in and spit it out on the plate and just look around and go, everything's fine. Everything's it, fine. It, it feels like whoever came up with the seven sins did not consider how useful pride would eventually become. <laughs> like, like there are times when you should really swallow your pride, but there are times when you need pride. Pride is a is a life raft that you desperately need to cling to in in, a, in an otherwise shameful moment. You know, <laughs> the the waiter came over afterwards, like, "How was the asparagus? It's new on the menu." And I said, "Here's the thing. You know how you said either or." I would lean towards telling people to use forks and knives from going on. He goes, that's yeah. a great piece of feedback. <laughs> if you're if you're going to be prescriptive about everything else during this meal, just tell me what to do. Like, why is that the part yeah. where you guys let me go off script? I wonder if they know it and they're just like watching from the kitchen. They're like, let's oh, see if this idiot 100%. does the hand. <laughs> That's how that's their their revenge. Is they're like well, these idiots are going to make us serve them. This is how we serve them in a different fashion. You know what I mean? Uh, they fun. also gave me, they gave us like a complimentary round of drinks. They gave us a free dessert. If you're going out to a restaurant, there is no point in saying it's not your birthday. You should, <laughs> you should have a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, revelatory. <laughs> like, why would you go anywhere? I'm realizing and it was very nice because it was my actual birthday. But yeah. Like, why would I not say it's my birthday? I don't know, because it's it's not great to trick people, John. It's just like... No, 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 no. no. I, I, like, I like Johnny's thinking here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on your side, Johnny, because <laughs> A, they're not going to check, and B, you're not going back there most of the time. And if you do, right. lie. Yeah, yeah, James, <laughs> you should do everything you can do and get away with it. That is not yeah. illegal. 
And this, to the best this of my knowledge, how, no. This is. Can you this imagine is how, they, <laughs> This is how Jordan Scott Huggins lives his life, and and if everyone lived their lives this way, life would be chaos. You mean selfishly and not part of a society? <laughs> yes. Here's the thing: until they codify it into law, which imagine that is imagine someone stumping. <laughs> it's not. It's now illegal to tell restaurants it's your birthday when it's not your birthday, <laughs> and that's that's your only position. <laughs> Oh shit! Anyway, Johnny, well, I, I, I'm with you. It was really great, and I very much enjoyed it. They change up their menu all the time, and it was so expensive. But I really want to go back, like as soon as they switch up their menu. Well, so, you can't tell them it's your birthday because you already burned. Oh, that good. One. Po- this place I can't because if they keep records, then I'm in trouble. If you need a third, I'm happy to have a birthday whenever you need one, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny, bring bring me, buddy. It'll be my yeah. birthday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like every time this guy comes, it's with a different person, and it's his birthday. What a great like way to I don't know scam people. I'm now imagining a service that's like, hey, do you want to go to a restaurant and get the birthday treatment? But they already know it's your birthday, so you need someone to to bring that's new. I'm Joe Strix. I'd love to be your anonymous dinner date so that we can pretend it's one of our birthdays and get free treatment. It's also no, but it's also just like the payoff versus the risk just doesn't seem so like. Best case, you get some free drinks and a free dessert. Worst case, you get like scolded by someone at a restaurant, being like, "It's not your fucking birthday. Why did you keep saying it?" Like that, that the the wave of embarrassment that would f- crash over me if I actually got called out on it is so not worth the extra free drinks and dessert. So what like, you're telling me is you don't value your dignity at fourteen to fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is a very like I think you should leave level like thing to do is just to A pretend it's your birthday, B get called out on it, and then C double the hell down and just be like, <laughs> This guy's lying, he says it's not my birthday, he should be fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boo this man. Oh man. Should we talk about Rick and Morty? Ah, oh, Richard and Mortor. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's on fire with the names. Uh, as you know, I watched the pilot and they burped too much and I never gave the show a second chance. Yep. And and then it turns out you were kind of right in the long run. <laughs> is that true? No. No, it was not. The show's amazing. The guy who created it is a dickbag. That's all. Yeah. Oh, really? That's all what we really need to... He uh, got arrested for hitting his wife. Oh, okay. And then it came out that he's would all like, like, Would we really call that being a dickbag? <laughs> Would we say that qualifies? Oh, is that is that where we want to split hairs, Johnny? <laughs> I thought there was a chance that it was going to be something on the margins, but boy, you went as far. No, as it's that, be. and then he's also like a, an alcoholic pedophile. It's it's a it's a rough oh, really? combination of things to be. Wow. Yeah. Are like, you sure you're not just like you you picked like all the worst things that a person should do? <laughs> no, it was all it was all in like one news story. It was wow. all kind of compacted yeah. in there. But cool. as far as uh, fandom of the show goes, he is largely removed. He has been largely removed from it for years, and also from the jump, kind of wasn't really the driving creative force. For whatever it's worth, I mean, it's still worth. I think enjoying. I think it's still a good show. Yeah, Johnny, uh, I don't. I don't think you you would be upset if you went back and and gave it started chance. from episode and just skip the pilot and go to episode two. Yeah, yeah, and the burping it falls gets, off pretty yeah, exponentially. It gets less burpy as it goes. Yeah. Well, I might. We'll see. There's plenty of shows. <laughs> I have Did you know there was Champions Three to watch on the Food Network? <laughs> there was uh, there was a story I saw today. Uh, like I think it was just a Reddit post that was like Brian Cox from uh, 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 Succession saying that um, 
they i think like rick and morty approached him about doing an episode and he said no because he said something to the effect of like i don't get it the man could turn into himself into a pickle it makes no sense it was like the most like old acting guy response <laughs> to what has kind of become an obnoxious episode of the show to be fair but like it, it was very funny to me it felt like what um orson wells would say about it if he were still around <laughs> a man turns himself into a pickle i think not sir um, I'm trying to look up real quick how many Brick and Morty apps we've done. It might be a couple because of the Szechuan sauce. Yeah, there's a Szechuan sauce. And, and then Szechuan sauce revisited. And right. then uh, we haven't done it yet, but we're going to do little bits from like Rick and Morty. But this is the third Rick little and Morty bit, video. Little bits. Little bits right, will be yeah, yeah. fun, but it it won't be satisfying, I don't think, when we get to that. But what he does from this episode is sugar chicken from panda express which is their orange chicken or it could really be most things on the menu but it's probably the orange chicken yeah add sugar let's, to it and it's delicious baby let's fucking go i love panda express it's garbage it is objectively bad food every mm-hmm. time i always get the chow mein it's like a little dry not exactly what i want but man do i love it oh. i love it so much and are you an are you going double orange chicken or are you mixing it up? Um, I'll mix it up, but I I will often I will get I'm going the big whatever the they have like the big plate and the bigger plate with like the three meats the three. I go three meats right and you do one orange chicken. So it it depends honestly it depends because another problem I have with with uh uh oh my god Pan Express jeez I couldn't remember that. Um, with Pan Expresses, it very much depends on the time of day that you get there on the quality of. Sometimes yeah. all the bowls are like scraped clean. Oh, so you and get all what they looks have fresh and good. Yeah, or or sometimes I'm like, oh, I wanted that, but you, it, you don't have any of it. You shop locally when you go to Panda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Think global, um, buy Panda. Yeah, so I will often do double double orange chicken and then a third, or I'll mix it up. But I orange chicken is always one of the. Right. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I'm trying to pull up their menu here. Uh, I'm almost always uh, exclusively the the orange chicken. But uh, to James's point, if it looks like you're you're not getting much, if they if it's like a lunch rush and they they're scraping it, it's worth exploring what else they got because they've got some other phenomenal options. I think I saw a video one time where they sell like eight times as much orange chicken as anything else. That sounds correct. That it's it's the biggest bowl that they have back there, bar none. Like it, they yeah. there's. They know what people want. It's so fucking because it, it somehow manages to remain crispy while being drenched in sauce. It's it yeah, should it's be illegal, whatever combo. process it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he makes two versions. The first version he makes is what's more or less uh, shown on a tasty video from the uh, Panda Express people, and it looks good. He says it's not great. The biggest problem with it. Well, first he uh, he uses chicken thigh. And then he uses a batter and then fries it in a batter and then puts it in a sauce. And we all agreed probably needed twice as much sauce. It was barely coated in the yeah. sauce. Both versions of this needed a good doubling of the sauce. The second version he makes, the better version, was much better. I still would have put more sauce, but I think it's significantly better than the first version he does. Yeah, I would agree. I was, I was hesitant because... I do, I'm pretty sure Panda Express's chicken is is battered, not 
dredged. Yeah, so the first version he makes is much more authentic to Panda Express, and it was battered, not dredged. The second one was dredged because he said it would. He thought it would do better and give a little bit better texture. Sure. And he also switched from thighs to breasts. That was interesting to me. He thought that breasts would be better than thighs. I because I does Panda oh, Express use thighs or breasts for their orange chicken? I don't know. I feel like um, but I feel like generally in Chinese cooking it is the tend towards thigh meat, but I might be projecting. This is your I'm not first sure. mistake, Joe. You are assuming <laughs> that Panda Express is Chinese cooking. hundred <laughs> percent, great point. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would I, like when a, I think when a restaurant does dredged or sorry, when a restaurant does battered, it's good. But at home, I think dredged is always better because I've done both and it for some reason just doing dredged at home I, if it's maybe that things aren't as hot or maybe that's the volume of doing them dredging always comes out crispier and tastier than a battered um when i every time i've made it maybe you guys have had more success but every time i've done something like this i just do the i prefer the dredge just because it is it's crispier it's crunchier um it's no I'm almost in agreement, but we did recently do fish and chips where we battered both the fish and instead of chips, we did onion rings, battered them both. Best best home frying thing we've ever made. Sure. For, fish, I agree. For fish, I would rather have a batter like that. For chicken, mm-hmm. I think I would rather do a dry judge. Yeah. But that's I, just, just, right. I think because with, with the batter, you run the risk of there being just too much batter. Sometimes it just sure. becomes like its own bread and it's just like yeah there's also something really nice with fish and chips when it almost like separates from the outside and like the fish is like an inside like separate layer that i find very yeah uh panda express orange chicken is made with dark meat Hmm. according to the internet uh i'm curious i think dark meat sounds better to me in this preparation but i would be curious to try both back to back and see which one i prefer I think I think either one would be extremely delicious. And when you get them, when you get it chopped up that small, anyway, like I think doesn't matter so much. It's yeah. I think I think that yeah. I think it ends up when when they're chopped up pieces that are then deep fried. I think the difference is negligible. Honestly, that's fair. (laughs) Yes, it did make me wonder because across the board, I generally prefer when something if it's like a dish that could use breasts or thighs, I'll almost always prefer it when it's thighs. But it made me start to think about like. Like a fried chicken tender, if you, if you took that, like a dark meat and somehow like uh, made it in a tender shape, would I prefer that, or do I think that that is like the better vehicle for that type of thing? I think, I think that, yeah, I think to his point, I do think that like a chicken breast would be better for that because it like holds its shape better. Right. It's like chick, chicken thighs can get a little like wonky, yeah, so yeah. kind of like when, especially when you pop the bone out, right. They just kind of lose all. They're just this like flap of like stuff. So I think for like yeah for like fried chicken tenders, I do think a white meat would be better because again you're the problem with breasts that you can run into is overcooking them and them drying out. But when you fry something, they're so juicy anyway. You're you don't really run into the same problem. Right. I'll tell you what, breasts, thighs. To me, the the sexiest part of a chicken is its brain. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, something interesting about the second version he makes is he makes an oleosaccharin. 
takes like orange peels and then sugar and soaks them, which is a very like I've done it for cocktails before, and it makes a really good syrup for cocktails. I think he kind of just wanted to do it for this. I bet it was great. It just seemed like yeah. Well, I don't know. It seemed like a great a way to concentrate both orange and sugar flavors yeah, into yeah. one thing. I. It was interesting because I was a little concerned about his second preparation because one of the things that I've learned from trying orange chicken elsewhere is that I like Panda Express's orange chicken because it tastes the least like actual orange. I've had <laughs> yeah. some orange chicken. I've had some orange chicken that is just like overpoweringly it's a little too orange. orange. Yeah, and you're like, like too Jesus. Literal. Yeah, yeah, like Jesus. Yeah, all to Rick and Morty's point. Like, I just wanted some sugar and chicken. Like, yeah. fucking relax. I want like, like a weird. <laughs> I want a weird gel coating. That's what I think. It's Aldi, and I'm assuming like Trader Joe's have the same kind of thing where it's like an at home version of this. That is Trader Trader Joe's is really good. All all these <laughs> two where it's like good. it's just the the flavor in the in the packet that you get is yeah. sugar. And it's, I want and some cornstarch. Yes, I want some cornstarch over some fried chicken bits, and just call it whatever the fuck you want. But I want cornstarch. I want corn syrup. I want all kinds of corn in this. I want <laughs> yeah, corn chicken. Yeah. I yeah. tell you what, I don't oh, yeah, want corn syrup. I don't want. I don't want you to play on any other citruses. I don't want grapefruit chicken. That's going to be bitter and gross. I don't want that. <laughs> all right, keep it. I don't want pomelo chicken. Pass. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then. The underrated, he didn't focus on anything, but there's nothing better in the world than just a heaping pile of chicken like this on rice. And, and on plain white rice yeah, that you the can then just just douse in soy sauce and just eat. Go to oh town. Oh, my God. Yeah. So delicious. That's that's what I, I, I think to be true to form, what he would have had to do here to be fully authentic is mash down because – what I love, one of my favorite things about Panda Express is they're packing down the rice into the bowl, and then they slam down two gobs of chicken, and then you pack it down with a plastic top, It's and it all just seeps in. Oh, it's the best. You got to beat up the food before you eat it. You know what I mean? Well, one thing I forgot, I, I made um, miso cod last night, and we had it over white rice. And I Ooh, had miso white cod. Rice That's right. Uh, and it was great. Like, Something like a, a piece of meat, like a little piece of fish or chicken on top of white rice is the best. Rice is the best. Facts. Agreed. Uh, boys, should we field an email from a from a coward? I would love it. From a from from our old pal Tucker back back once again for the smoke. Uh, real quick, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a little self-suck here because uh, Tucker's, had, 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 <laughs> Tucker's headline for this email is uh, Last way too hard at John saying, I'd take a walk, and Joe says, to where? Hey, I, I, arguably my proudest moment thus far in 32 years. He goes on to say, at first when you equated sporks with cafeteria food, I objected in my head because Bojangles exclusively, exclusively gives you sporks and not forks, but then I realized you were right. So, Johnny, hats off to you. Oh, wow. Uh, on the subject of one meal prep method for the rest of your life, uh, he says, I mean, hey, Liver King is going raw diet all the way, except for the roids. Do we have any thoughts on the Liver King's uh, diet? He asked if we have any thoughts on the Liver no, King's I'm, I'm diet. No, I'm pausing to ask you guys if you if you have any thoughts. No, I think it's bullshit, and I would hate that lifestyle. He looks <laughs> miserable. He's a product of why social media is ruining late-stage capitalism, and it's not a real diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what the downfall of late stage capitalism is is social media. It's not it's not itself. 
inherently. No, 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 no. no. What I said is perfect, and I take uh, nothing back. <laughs> no, 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 Johnny. Let's do. Let's have our own Lincoln Douglas moment right here. Uh, a lot of people love prime rib. Personally, would rather have any other steak or cut of meat besides, if given the choice. What are your thoughts? Over or underhyped, or how should I prep it and try again? Cheers, Tucker. Thoughts on prime rib? I love prime rib. Um, I like prime rib, but I do like prime rib. Prime rib is just a it's just a super thick ribeye. I prefer ribeye like cut into a one one to two inch steak, and then cut, but like a prime rib can be. You don't have enough of the thing I like with for, uh, with red meat, which is like the crust and the outer cooking. Whereas ribeye uh, with prime rib, you get just a lot, a lot of like the middle meat. Right. And the fat doesn't render the way that I like. It feels um, like a very old it, school preparation. Yes, it does. Yeah. Right. Um, you don't get a lot of like flavoring because like you just flavor the outside and then there's. Um, but ribeye, I love. Yeah. I, I, so I agree you want, with everything you just said. You yeah. want the eye of the rib rather than the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, just just slice that thing up and make a few ribeye steaks, and you'll be happy. Right. All that like prime if rib, look, I think, is delicious. It makes me yeah, think if I go to a restaurant and there's a guy with a tall hat carving me off a little piece. Sure. Yeah. We like we went to a wedding. I think it was late 2019 where they had a prime rib car- prime rib carving station. Outstanding. Highly Have recommend. Have you seen as a wedding um, thing? If you go to like an Alamo draft house beforehand, they'll sometimes show it's this old commercial. It's an employee training video of some restaurant uh, and it's gone viral. It's on TikTok a bunch. It's like it's like when you're at the prime rib station, make conversations with the guests. They'll want to come back. And it's just this guy <laughs> at a prime rib station going crazy weather out there. And then they cut to the next thing. Like, Did you catch the game last night? And it's, it's, <laughs> I'll find we find it. In post, it's uh, then they're like, he's like, talk to the children too. Often children are the decision makers in where families go out to eat, and it's uh, and then they cut to the same guy and goes, how old are you? It's, it's, it's a fantastic video. I as someone who you know probably wouldn't make his way to the prime rib spot if not for being gregarious, I think I would have a blast at that job. Oh, you'd be a fantastic prime rib carver. Is that? I think that's. What do you think are the top tier like? For a buffet-type setting, what are the top-tier, like, side gigs? You know, like, omelet station, prime rib guy. I don't know. Is there is there anyone else, like, the waffle or pancake person? I think omelet station is, is bottom the of the barrel. That yeah. seems like a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Gary Goldman famously uh, has discussed in his oh yeah in the bit about to be an omelet station chef. <laughs> he wants to be the chef chef. <laughs> right. I think that the prime rib is the glamour job. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, Are there any others 100%. that I'm missing in a buffet? I haven't been to a proper buffet setting in so long. Uh, the one who holds up, holds up the buffet so you're at eye level with it. <laughs> Fantastic. The strong man. Uh, shout out to Tucker. Uh, keep sending things in. We got a couple more emails for the next couple episodes. But then after that, we want more. So send me emails. We I, I feel like we posed a question last week that we've got no, no bites on. So... Uh, Cowards, fuck you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Guys! If you like the podcast, uh, please like and subscribe. Give us some five star reviews. If you want to follow us for more content, we're at Gabby Bell on Twitter or Gabby Bell on Instagram. If you want to send us uh, emails with your questions, comments, queries, concerns, send those to GabbyWithBabish at Jamal.com. Jamal.com. <laughs> Jamal.com. Jamal at Jamal.com. All right, bye. Malcolm Gmail Warner. That's not my joke. Bye, everybody.